before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our FutureFit Masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with two to four speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Carmen Murray Show. Super excited to have you here. I don't know if you can recall, but we had SalesFit episode with Mark Keating a while ago. And due to popular demand, we've actually decided to make a mini series for you because we want to get you SalesFit. So we've got Mark in the house. So Mark, hello. Hello, Carmen. Great to be back and uh, really excited about the opportunity to share a bit more info. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's basically like a crash course, like a little jam session that we're going to have on these topics. So I can give you a heads up that we're going to cover four topics. The one is elevator pitch, the diagnosis questions that every salesperson should ask, how to negotiate like a pro and close like a pro. But today we're going into the dreaded elevator pitch. I say it's dreaded because it's very hard to put it together. Let's run with this. So, a great way to start off, elevator pitch. And I think it's lost its meaning in the last 10 years if I speak to a lot of people in sales. And uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people got asked, give me your elevator pitch. And and they had something that they could share that had a little bit more interest than what I certainly see today. So, the term elevator pitch, I'm sure your listeners, many of them would know. It, It came through in sales that generally if you get into an elevator, you've got anywhere between 10 to 30 seconds if someone asked you what you did, that's the length of time you've got to try and share with them, but something that they would see potential value or creates a little bit of interest. The big challenge out there in the marketplace is when someone get asked, gets asked, what do you do? I'll generally hear just what the role is or what do you do? I'm in the motor industry. What do you do? I'm in the IT industry. What do you do? I, I sell. Um, so it doesn't explain enough, and I don't think people have really understood how is it you can bring something across that creates a little bit more interest. Gotcha. So if I'm expanding a little bit on that, um, if you were to ask me, I'll I'll use maybe myself as an example. So Mark, uh, what do you do? Well, um, I head up an organization uh, called Sales Guru. And that's where the kind of end discussion ends. Okay, sounds good. And what do you do? And we carry on and there's no real objective outcome. And it marries back to that, that element that if you're in sales, you should always be prospecting, always be looking for potential opportunity to engage a little bit further. Um, the other thing is generally when someone says to you, what do you do? And I'm, I'm going to utilize this more at networking events or areas that you could create potential business. Please, listeners, this doesn't mean that you go and hang around in elevators, whatever we covered today. <laughs> that's not the way forward for this. Yeah. Um, so the starting point is I love to think that nobody cares really about what you do. Nobody cares really mm. about your products, your services, anything else. They only cares through what you do or what you offer 
could it help them be better off in an area that is important to them? Mm. So starting off with me talking about, uh, uh, Mark, what do you do well? We've got a whole range of sales training programs and coaching and strategy and implementation. I might get excited, but that's not really maybe exciting enough for others. And I always believe that you really need to anchor it with what would be a pain or an area of potential interest to pique it for them to listen a little bit further. Mm -hmm. So if I'm expanding a little bit on it, and there are numerous elevator pitch examples, by the way, for your listeners. Get in, Google, have a look. You'll find probably 50 to 100 different formats to look for the one that fits for you, but find one. So I love the one, and I heard it from a a guy called Rich Mulholland a while back at one of my events. Oh, I love him. It's absolutely amazing guy. And I've married this a bit with one or two other elements, but it, but it's called um, uh, around the area of, well, you know how what we do is, so what it means. And I'll expand that a bit. So if I'm starting with the initial thing around, to Mark, uh, what do you do? Instead of going straight into what I call verbal vomit all about me, I mm. start with more, well, Carmen, you know how many companies out there in today's economic climate have an ongoing struggle in getting their sales teams and sales managers to achieve target and operate around their potential. What we do is provide them with a proven framework and sales methodology that gives them the best chance to optimize and achieve ongoing excellent sales results. Mm. Tell me out of interest, um, is improving sales and achieving ongoing sales results important at your organization? And I've simplified that very, very quickly. But what I'm wanting to get across at the start of an elevator pitch is really giving an example around the challenges that people have or the areas that could be of additional value if we could help them to be better off. These are the challenges. So if I flipped it around, and we spoke last time on on, on your show, around, you know, common at many organizations in sales teams, there's an ongoing challenge to get their salespeople in front of enough qualified prospects every day and close more business. What we do is provide a proven prospecting framework and training and implementation to ensure that your salespeople are spending way more time in front of prospects than sitting behind their desks. I love that. Tell me, Carmen, um, would it be of importance at your company to get Mm. your salespeople out in front of more qualified prospects? 100% the answer would always be yes. Correct. So, So the framework is really very simplified. What is it that people have a challenge or what is it that you're looking to solve or help people, companies, etc., to be better off. Mm. Then through that, threading through, well, and that starts with, well, you know how. Mm. And that's the first example. The second example, well, what we or what I do is, what is the essence of what you offer and the end result and what it means Correct. for your potential uh, customers or people you engage with. And the missing ingredient at a lot of elevator pitches that I've certainly researched and met with and top producers the really good people ask a question at the end to get a bit of affirmation if there could be potential interest to discuss this further or not. And please understand, if you hear a no, it's not the end of the world. And mm-hmm. a lot of places, people might just be asking, so tell me a bit about what you do because it's courteous. Yes. <laughs> but you're looking for that golden thread to make people aware in the outcome of what you provide. And I think something that you say that is so important, especially when it comes to prospecting and looking for for uh, you know a potential lead i think it's very important to cut that person out from the word go knowing that they're not interested in what you have to offer then chasing after people annoying them but at the same time um, you could spend that time with another prospect that could potentially bring business so i think that it's a good thing to ask the question couldn't agree more with you and something i'd, I'd like to add into 
an elevator pitch that if you are very specific about the target market that you assist. So as an example, the in-house training that we do is generally for teams of 14 plus. And our, our strategy is around helping a lot of mid and larger corporates as well at the moment. That if I just bring across my elevator pitches, I've explained to you, I could end up with a, a one-person business having a real interest, setting up appointments, time, etc. And mm. whilst we have an element of our business that helps, I might rather include in my elevator pitch, well, what we do is specialize in helping companies with 14-plus salespeople with ways to, do you understand the mm. end result? Or, or if it's around um, digital marketing, as an example, um, we specialize, um, you know, a lot of companies are, and I'm going to wing this a bit, are struggling to ensure that they are getting um, the, the maximum use of digital marketing mediums and ensuring that they're increasing leads on a continuous basis. What we do is work with companies that have existing websites. So I, I can frame in regards and qualify that a bit more, but agree with you. You've got to qualify and through this also disqualify. Don't waste time with people that is not a fit or you can't help. And it's not being rude. Time is your most valuable resource in everything. 100%. So I'm going to throw myself in the deep end now with you. So one of the things for me is like I help people to learn, I help people to think, I help people connect, and I help to inspire people. Those are the four things that I'm good at, right? Yep. But putting that all in one, you those are really the things that I do, right? But putting that in one well, if I say the elevator is going up one floor in 10 seconds, it's not a very easy, easy thing to do. So selling the problem so that every, each one of them have a different problem, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, if you have more than one service in your company, then you have to go generic again. Not necessarily. And, and I love that you told me you learn, think, connect, and inspire. And I know that you're exceptionally passionate about all those areas. But that just saying that I absolutely, if I didn't know you, would have no idea, well, I don't Correct. know, what do you mean, in golf or, uh, <laughs> or business or, or anything else like that? So I, I, the more generic and broad-based it is, the less real interest I believe that one gets. And, and whatever you do, you've got to be seen as a specialist in that market, that industry, or that space that you plan. So if I'm talking around, and, and let's work through your thing quite quickly here. Tell me about the problems that you help. Comp is your target market individuals or businesses? Businesses. At what level are the business? Small, medium, or corporate enterprise? Um, medium and enterprise. Fantastic. What is the biggest challenge or the outcomes that you assist companies to get better off that would be top of mind from their perspective that they would believe they would potentially have a challenge on at the moment? Customer centricity. Okay. And again, very big word, customer centricity could include okay. 500 different things. What do you mean by customer centricity? Um, having a human first, um, customer first business organization. Okay. What's the challenge that companies face right now around customer centricity? The two biggest challenges that is costing them revenue or has the biggest negative impact on their business? I would say the first one is myopia, which is a big word. <laughs> that it is. So I'm going to explain. I'm going to keep going to this, and we can pull this apart. What do you mean by myopia? Um, Short-sighted. It is more focused on revenue-driven yeah. than customer-driven experiences and and so forth. So it it doesn't put the customer at the core of of their business, not listening to their customers, which therefore takes revenue away from them rather than enhancing their revenue. So what's the outcome? So what we're talking around is not providing 
six-star customer service and the entire Correct. experience to make your customers um, not just satisfied, but to ensure that we're keeping them loyal, enthused, and wanting to refer us on to others Correct. and continue to come back. Correct. Okay? 100% right. Cool. So what do you do as a number one or two, if you, I was to sum up your service, how do you ensure that they can be better off around that? That is quite clear to me because in my brain, I'm asking all the time, so what? Correct. So one thing that we do is very unorthodox mystery shopping. Yeah. Doing things very differently to connect with, with people and getting the insights and by getting the insights to inform and influence the strategy as to how to improve the customer experiences. Perfect. And the organizations that you've worked with, and I know that your results are generally phenomenal and fantastic, what is the average result that you get out of working with companies once you've done your mystery shopping implementation um, and the strategy? What, what is the improvement that they see? Well, one of the biggest things is they find out what's broken within the whole organization. Yeah. By finding all the blind spots, that can be corrected. And by correcting that, that improves their revenue because I can let me give you an example so uh, you can go and you can sell until you're blue in your face right so you've got a call center agent calling mm -hmm. and you take them and, the, and they answer and say okay let me put you through to um, close the deal but if that that element of the customer experience is not handled properly where they ask you 34 questions or 46 questions that they don't necessarily need to ask you and you could go online and complete some of those questions you have people that's necessarily not going to complete the whole sales process or a high cancellation fee Perfect. or cancellation so sales is all good when you bring it in but what happens when that lead lands in your hand what is the organization doing with that lead to convert it Cool. So uh, I just want to clarify. So are we talking also outside of an existing customer? We're talking also new customer acquisition where buyers are interest. Because again, we're splitting now and this is where we're getting a bit Yes. Broader. So it's growth. So I always work on, on – so you, you have more than one customer. You have a brand new acquisition, a brand new customer that comes into your business. It's the first touch moment. They've never experienced your business before. That's it. You, that's your, your new customer. Then you've got a customer that's already with you that you want to grow and you want to do more business with them, but you want to add more value to their lives. And then you've got a person that is unhappy that you need to retain and to find out what went wrong and to innovate with them and to find ways to solve those problems better in order to retain your customers better because it's harder to get a new customer than it is to retain one. Perfect. We're now on the 180th floor of the elevator, so it's going quite well here at this stage. But, but we're having fun. So um, let, let me try and wrap this up a little bit and, and, and for, from my perspective, try and give an example uh, whilst I flap my wings and wing this a bit. Um, so Carmen asked me, so what do I do? And I'm now Carmen with a male voice. Um, <laughs> Carmen, you know, you know how in today's economic environment, there's a lot more competition out there looking for the same business. And the experience that the individuals at a company have and give to potential customers and existing customers is often the number one reason why they will buy and continue to come back to that organization and remain loyal. Would you agree with me on that? Correct. Now, there's a big challenge around the level there and what we do is ensure that we or what we do is work with mid and large organizations to investigate what they currently do 
and then put together a strategy on how we can upgrade that experience to give them the best chance to stand out in the environment and through that ensuring not just new customer or increased new customer acquisition, but loyalty that ultimately leads to increased sales. Tell me, are those areas important to your business? Yes. So I'm, I'm winging this a bit. And, and, no, and you're, doing, you're doing it better than sure. I am. And, and, and here's, here's just something for your listeners as well that's important. These things aren't just thumb suck that you come up, think in the car for 10 minutes and mm. off you go. Correct. Brainstorm in this. Say that for the following week, I'm going to work on my elevator pitch. I'm going to work mm. on what is it that I'm going to say that's going to make people generally have an interest or qualify the interest that they've got and give me the best chance to engage further and mold and put that together and work on it ongoing. I think you're so right. And actually, it's given me some homework because I'm the kind of person, I'm a passion baby. I'm like always talking passion, but sometimes I think that can't, that doesn't come across very structured and sometimes can lead people in a state of, where am I with you? Who are you? What's going on? So, you see, a free spirit always needs somebody to ground you, hey? At, at times, and I'm doing my best. But, but I, you know, I just close from my side and saying, if I got in the elevator and with your passion, I said to you, so uh, what do you do? And I know the big eyes and that big smile and that enthusiastic voice said, well, you know, I help people learn, think, connect, and I inspire. I'd say, okay, well, that's great. Cheers, bye. And I, I have no idea. So right. give yourself the best chance. You're passionate about what you do. But the number one thing on your elevator pitch, it's not so much about what you do and what you think makes you great. It's what's in it for the personal organizations, how you help them to be better off. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, thanks so much for listening into the Elevator Pitch episode. Please do not forget to listen into the next episode, which is all going to be about diagnosis questions that every salesperson should ask. Booyah! <laughs> To our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, Visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.